This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing. But to myself, that goes without saying. But what dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, It's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see McDonald's.com for full details. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It is the 2nd of January. Happy New Year, everyone. It's the Foos podcast of 2023, a brand new podcast. But we're rolling back the years for some nostalgia as we're joined from Canada. Stu, how's it going? Hey, boys. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Had a good good last couple of months or so. And it's uh, yeah, pleasure to be back on. Thanks for, thanks for asking me. Pleasure to have you. And obviously joined by Johnny. Johnny, how are you? Are you dry yet? Just about. I'm not convinced I'm dry yet. In fact, I think my coat's still a bit damp, to be honest, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Before we get into yesterday's stew, we haven't had you on for a few months. So, start of the year, we're sitting ninth in the table after today's results. Five points off the playoffs, 15 off relegation. You'd have took that at the start of the year, wouldn't you? <laughs> Ripped your arm, anybody's arms off for it, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. I've seen some stuff about, yeah. Uh, I'm just surprised by a couple of, well, the majority of the fan base is being level-headed, I think. It's, it's fair to say, isn't it? Uh, yeah, ninth. I would have, like, I thought steady, 14th, 15th this year, go and have a big run. But we're going to we're gonna be playing meaningful games in the next few months. And that, that's important, isn't it? And I think that's important for pushing on going forward into 23-24 season, getting people that want to come to us because you can see that we're winning games and playing. And then I think it'll increase it'll increase the fan base as well. Like you've already seen, it's, it's growing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, some great attendances this year. And I think, Johnny, yesterday we were there, 400-plus travelling down to Foddy Screen on New Year's Day. That's some following, that, isn't it? Especially with the weather that they're giving out for. So we all kind of knew what to expect, didn't we? Yeah, I think... 
the lowest away attendance has been 410 at Wickham on a Tuesday night as well. So we we've been averaging decent decent away followings all season. It it's all positive at the moment, and that's that's all you could ask for. So going into January, it puts us in a in a different position, doesn't it? That you you don't have to go for broke to stay up, and we're not really going to go for broke to get into the playoffs. If that happens, it's probably a happy accident. But other than that, we, we I think we're at a good point where we can recruit properly and maybe get one or two things right that possibly weren't in the summer. Yeah, I mean, we get pummeled in the championship, even if we brought, even if we went up, no doubt. You know, we'd be straight back down. Not saying that's a terrible thing because you get the money for a year and then you can come back and rebuild. But yeah, seen plenty of other sides not do that at the same time as well, haven't you? So for me, nice steady second half of the season. Have a flirt with the playoffs. Best scenario. Most likely we'll drop back down into mid-table. A couple of the bigger sides will push past us. And, and But I think next season we are primed, ready to go with a couple of additions. Yeah, and Stu, we've got two weeks now before the next game. Do you expect to see a few new faces? And before then, if so, what positions are you looking at? Do you know what? I think more likely to go out, I think, at the moment. I think we'll clear the decks a little bit. I think there's a few players like Charlesley and so that just haven't been involved this season. And like Charlesley was one of those that was sort of 50-50 on whether he'd be involved. And he just hasn't obviously shown enough to to get get time on the pitch. I think there's a few others as well that just, you know, haven't made the step up and or are nowhere near the near the first team and we need to make those changes. I'd like to see maybe four or five go out and two come in. Just two yeah. two plays of real quality for the rest of the season. Just just to push on. Because that's what you that's what you should do. Great sides. Get rid of the ones that aren't at the at the bottom of the list and add two two or three at the top of the list. And that's what we should be doing, in my opinion. Yourselves well, just said four or five. Who? I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, Jesus. I think Charles is one that definitely needs to, to move on, isn't he? Um, just because you, you are properly pushing me here, aren't you? Just yeah. bear with me. Let me, have, let me have a look at the squad and I'll tell you. I think Brad Walker, probably, for his own good more than anything else, should probably move on. And I think that's the same for Charles because I think whenever we've seen Charles Lee this season, He's done a good job. He's come on. He's done well. And in fact, start of the season, we were all calling for him start because he was coming on and being better than who he was replacing at the time. And yeah. he's never really had that opportunity. So I don't think it's a case of, oh, he's got to go because he's not good enough. I think it's a case of, he's got to go get game time. And let's be honest, he's not going to push into this midfield. What's McCarran still doing here? I don't think he is, let's be fair. Exactly. He's been playing twenty-three. He's McCann now, yeah. so and that tells you he's gone back. They just haven't announced it. Yeah, Agyakwa, no need to have him here. Uh, yeah. When he came in, Fulton is a development player, wants you. So maybe with him, it's a case of go out on loan to the Commons for six months and let's see if you're good enough when you come back. Yeah, I, w- I wonder whether Dave Worrell might go. I just got this feeling. I've got this feeling this time. He's, this might be the window he goes. Well, Stockport have just got rid of a winger, haven't they? Oh, have they? Yeah. One of their wingers have gone back. Newby. Yeah. Newby. Elliot Newby. They've got a space in the squad, and 
Yeah, no, I'd, and I, I'd question, like, I just don't know where this guy fits in, Rory Olden. Like, he looked all right yesterday, but we change the formation every time to fit him in. So I don't know why why we're doing that, really. Uh, I'd rather have Butterworth playing in that position than him. And we played Butterworth up front. I would have probably gone with Mippo yesterday. I know that's foresight, but I do quite like Mippo. And have you heard Clark is post-match? No, I haven't. I, right, I was trying to find it yesterday. and yeah. In his post-match, he praised Mippo, said he'd been training the best of anyone, basically, and he has had an illness, and if he hadn't had an illness, he would have started. Oh, right, OK. Well, yeah, I would have I would have played Mippo and then played Butterworth just behind. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think Holden starts that game. And I just feel like we don't play with that position, really, unless unless we want to play Rory Holden. Because he's a, he's a different type of player than the rest of them that we've got. So yeah, because he's not a striker, and he's not a midfielder, and you could arguably say that Butterworth's more of a forward than he is an attacking midfielder. But we don't really play with like a full-on attacking midfielder most of the time. So yeah, I just I, he's a he's an odd person to have in the in the squad if you ask me. But yeah. Yeah, well, there we go. There we go. So let's get into yesterday's game. How many did we get rid of then? I think I we think got rid of four. <laughs> I, I, I think I got to five, didn't I? Four or five, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's it. It. Get rid of Paul Bell's Wikipedia page. You know? Charles yeah. Lee Walker. McCarran, who we think's already. Well, McCarran has gone yeah. back. Olden. Shane Aqua. Dal Boy, that's five. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. There you yeah. go. All right. There you go. So, You're doing all right then, yeah. You're doing all right. So yesterday we went down Forest Green and the open top stand and got absolutely soaked wet through. But it was worth it as Vale won 3-1. Forest Green went 1-0 up after two minutes through Kyle McAllister and then Vale scored 86 minutes through Mipo. Then Alice Addison penalty in the 98th and then Dennis Politic in the 102nd minute. Wrapped it up. And for those that haven't seen Dennis's goal, you probably wouldn't be listening to this, but in case you are and you haven't seen it, I'll describe it for anyone that hasn't seen it. And then, Johnny, you can describe it for anyone that has seen it. So, for those that haven't seen it, he makes a run down the wing, looks up, spots the keeper's left the near post open and just smashes one into the top corner at the near post. How, how are you going to describe it for those that have seen it, Johnny? Yeah, so for people that have seen it, um, you, all you have to do is look at Ojo's face and that sums it up. Because Ojo's face was probably saying exactly the same words as I was saying as he runs down the wing and it's go to the corner. As he tries to cross it, you go, oh, for fuck, that's gone in. That, that yeah. was my reaction. He's definitely oh. looking at it for a cross. Oh, he is. No... You can, you well, you can, can tell by the... the way he celebrates. He can't. Yeah, yeah. And the way he's a little bit. Is... Yeah. He's, 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 he's come off his boot rank. Yeah, it was a little bit <laughs> of a in the top corner. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. And we give our goal with some stick. The Forest Green keeper's got to take a lot of stick for that. So, yeah. possession stats. Forest Green, 40%. Vale, 60%. Total shots, 10 for Forest Green with one on target. 19 for Vale with five on target. Clear-cut chances, it says one apiece. Corners, eight for the Vale, two for Forest Green. Mm. So, I think all the stats point to quite a dominant Vale display. But the Forest Green manager doesn't agree. Have you seen his thoughts, Johnny? Because I can tell by Sue's face he hasn't. I have. Oh, I haven't it. listened to him this morning. He yeah. hasn't listened to our manager. He's listened to the forest screen manager. Yeah. Go on, Sue. I set the forest screen manager's view for me. 
I think he's right about the first half an hour, and then he seems to think the game stopped after that. Yeah. Um, when you say he's right about the first half an hour, and I've commented on Twitter on this, he's right that they were the better side in the first half yeah. an hour. But, but, but because we were dreadful. Yeah. We were absolutely dreadful in that first half an hour. Right. You think they should have been out of sight. They've had one shot on target. How can you be out of sight if you're not hitting the target? We we gave them some chances, didn't we? In that in that, and they haven't taken them. It, that just shows you what a crap side they are, really. And they, they haven't really managed to add on from League Two. Vale have done well to add pieces in. And all they're a worse side than they were in League Two. They've lost some Possibly, players. Yeah. Players. yeah, yeah. And Jamil Matt does looks a shadow of the player that that he was before last season. And yeah, just yeah, don't. And he's moaning about the injury to Cass, and I just don't understand that. Like, if you've watched the replay of that, or if you've watched any sort of like coverage of that, basically Smith barrels into the back of him, and then he upends Cass one hundred percent in the air, and Cass basically lands vertically on his head, and you have to stop the game for that. I mean, like the pitch looked like a sponge, but like he still smacked his head on the floor. It's it's you stop the game. Yeah, and, and the I good... just don't understand why why he was being such an ass about it. No, I don't. The good news is we heard from the Vale last night on Twitter and Facebook that Lewis Cass is up, he's conscious, he's walking, he's fine. Touchwood, there's nothing up with him. I'm sure he'll have a scan on his neck because they said, well, Clark said in his post match that he felt it crack. So I'm sure he'll have a little look at it. But fingers crossed, he looks fine and. Johnny, was that the turning point in the game? Yeah, you don't like to say it because at the time it looked a bad injury, and now now we know he's he's up and about. I don't mind don't mind saying that it probably it probably changed for the better when Ojo came on. Um, I don't know if it was solely down to him or if it was down to formational change and and whatnot. But yeah, it was it was a key turning point, and I be questioning whether he had concussion or not after landing on his head like is, is it is it an impartial doctor that does makes that decision sort of thing is it our club doctor who who's saying oh it's, no, it's I'm sure it's an impartial one isn't it I think it is I couldn't be 100% on that to be fair but I think it is yeah, yeah I, I think for, for integrity purposes it, it should be because you, you don't want you don't want a player or a club doctor being influenced by, like, a manager, do you, by saying, oh, just say he's all right, say, for example. It's, yeah. So you've got to hope it's impartial. But, yeah, it massively changed the game on that. And I don't know if we reacted more to it, to the to the break, and we tactically tweaked stuff and did a lot of work taking the ball around, whereas Clarky seemed deep in conversation for five minutes of it. Yeah, and we changed shape, didn't we? Because we took yeah. a defender off and brought a midfielder on, Stu. I, I thought we were we were on top of that point and it was only a matter of time before we scored anyway. They lost their heads. They completely lost their heads while that was all going on. And I think yeah. that was the big change for me. Well, they we were on top. a completely different side after that. The entire second half we were on top, weren't we? A lot of the yeah. ball and it was just a case of the chance dropping to the right person at the right time and we're coming. But another thing he said is their lad was clean through on goal. If you look at it, there's two, three defenders he's got yeah, to get no. past before he's through on goal. So come on, have a little bit of integrity. People have got eyes. It shouts, it, it screams a, a manager under pressure who's making yes. excuses and like, 
quality fans will put call him out for that kind of crap. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But let's get into it. Great result, as we say. And Johnny, you messaged me before the game with your reaction to the lineup. So let's find it first. Here we go. No, that's the wrong one. <laughs> let's find it. Here we go. See, then. the production that's values good. haven't improved. No, well, they have because Johnny does <laughs> a bit of editing now. But there we go. Oh, so, yeah. your thoughts were Conlon dropped, big game for Petting Garrity. Jones question mark, which obviously we've heard now was personal reasons. Uh, good back three, though, so can't complain with that. Front three is a little concerning, as only Butterworth has impressed recently. So that were your thoughts before the game. As you say, big game for Pet and Garrity. And you could argue maybe for half an hour, people would have just said, oh, we've missed Conlon today. And then we turned it round after that, didn't we? I'd be, for me, I'd, I'd say for 70 minutes, we, we didn't turn up. Like, I think whilst we were having more of the ball and, and whatnot, we... We, we never looked dangerous enough with it. We until Mipo come on, I don't think we looked like we'd score. So, yeah, a couple of players didn't cover themselves in glory, um, but a couple of them did stand out. Tom Pett deservedly got man of the match by the club and the fans and stuff, but I think he was pushed close by someone else for me as well. Um, yeah, a great tackle on there, lad. For the yellow card as well. Superb challenge from Tom Pat. Yeah, that's that, that's what Brad Walker was doing all last season, wasn't it? Taking one for the team. Yeah, yeah. Because it got them riled up and all. Yeah. We'll talk about Petter more when we get there. So that was your thoughts before the game. We may as well carry on. Oh, and just one thing I meant to say when we were on about the sub there with Ojo coming on for Cass. And I've seen a few Vale fans online saying, well, we'd only made three subs, so it's fine anyway. The new rules are, yes, you can make up to five subs, and you could potentially make six if it's a concussion sub, but you can only stop the game three times for a substitution, and we had stopped the game three times. So the only way we could make a sub was a concussion sub. So the fact is, they've said it's a concussion sub. So you can make five, but only three stoppages within the game. So if you make any subs at half time, that wouldn't count as a stoppage. So that's the new rules on that. So, yeah. That's why we could only make one sub at, at the concussion period as well. Yes, correct. I hear some people saying we should we could have made a couple, and it's like no, you can only make one still because you yeah. technically used all your subs. Yeah, correct. That's the concussion sub. So Johnny, carry on your rating for Clark and the coaching staff yesterday. Um, seven, I'd say. I think the Mepo sub was a good one, but I thought it. I would have brought a midfielder on before he was forced to with Ojo just to get something else in the middle and and take a bit more control. Because once, like I say, once somebody was up next to Alice properly, we, we started seeing a bit more from there, a bit more keeping the ball, getting it down in the channels and looking decent. So, yeah, seven for Clarky overall. Yeah, Stu, anything to add on that? No, I mean, I don't think it was his fault at the start. I don't think Bale started putting... You don't. You can see the goal after a minute twenty seconds. That's not. Um, that's not down to the manager getting it wrong. That's down to the players not switching themselves on at the start. So for me, when Vale playing crap in the first half an hour or so, I genuinely just thought the players aren't bothered showing up, and it was really difficult to watch actually because you think of the team 
as they are at the moment. And they're great set of lads. So obviously, you know, there's that camaraderie there that they that they that they showed last season as well. But they didn't show any of that for the first half hour yesterday. And they just I genuinely thought like, yeah, they haven't had many chances. They haven't had shots on goal. Bale could have been two or three down just sheer pressure they were under at that stage it seemed like every single second every single minute we were clearing one last second out of the out of the penalty area um that said he's, he's changed it later on um i just we're persisting with this 343 at the moment and i never liked it and so I've, i'm still having trouble with with us doing that really and I think it's fair to say the change he made, every sub that come on made an impact. Even Lewis Cass, before he had to go off, I thought made a positive impact. He's a great manager from that perspective. He's an absolutely fantastic manager. And I'm sure he doesn't let him if he did. He bollocked us for calling them subs because he calls them game changers. And that's exactly what they did yesterday. <laughs> Interesting. That's yeah. what he calls them now. But yeah, so let's get into the players, Johnny. Starting in goal. Is it his last game? Who knows? Jack Stevens. Um, six for Jack. Um, it was nearly a five because if he would have thrown that one in um, in the second half where he spilt it, mm. um, it, it would it would have obviously well it might have been even a four at that point because we were well on top and that would have been the sucker punch. But he reacted really quickly to save himself from it, which I thought was good. Commanded his area well. Distribution was was good, but. I don't really remember him have a proper save to make. So, which you said Devon had one shot on target, so he obviously didn't. Yeah, yeah. Stu, anything to add with Stevens? Yeah, I'm not. His, I'm not his biggest fan. Um, don't. I think we can do better, in in my opinion. But he, he didn't do anything wrong yesterday. I thought he he did well second half when uh, there was a ball up for grabs, sort of right on the edge of the area, and he could come flying out for it and managed to. Come up for it, win that ball, get himself down on it, in the ground before before he he fell out of the penalty area, and that was really good. But his distribution's just not it's not quite right. I don't I don't ever see us winning. Like when he kicks it, is it the angle that he kicks it, like the trajectory of it? That big word for this podcast, you know. But um, it's like it always seems to favour the defender when it when it when the ball go, comes out from him. It's a big kick, and like I, I think he's quite good at the small stuff, getting the ball six, eight, twelve, eighteen yards out to a player on the edge of our penalty area. But like, also when you just need to lump it, I just feel like we've instantly lost the ball. So, but that said, yesterday he he didn't do anything wrong. I think his six is probably fair. His kicks are very up and down rather than what's yeah. the word of you know real trajectory. I can't even say it's stupid. Trajectory. Yeah, I can't get me lips around that. But, you know, real aiming, it is an up and down, but there we go. But since you have been on the podcast, you know, since you were a regular week in, week out, we do use big words now. We've used words such as Wembley and promotion since you were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, come on. Before, yeah, yeah, I know you've been on, on, on since then, you were, yeah, 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 you've been on, yeah, but I know <laughs> since, since you were on regularly. So, Stu, yeah. you first. Now, right at the back three was Will Forrester. Yeah, I, I like Forrester. I think he's a good player. Um, I thought he had a good game to, yesterday, apart from that header, which in the in the first minute seemed to be go nowhere. And obviously, but he he grew into the game, and I think 
like you've got that big strong lad. I think he could play the middle, middle one of the three as well, because I think he's that kind of player. But Smith's doing a good job there, and I think Forrester sits sits well on that right side. Didn't see him really make a after half an hour because I'm really discounting the first half an hour from anybody really playing well. I think after that he, he grew into the game and he was and he and he cut them out at that point. Was it his head or was it his foot? Did he just get a foot on it? Oh, I thought it was his head. I, I thought, thought it was his foot, but I could be wrong. I've written down. I've written down his head. So, like, is you got to say he's from? He would come through the academy, so he might be a bit differently built than the rest of us, anyway, well, might he? He might be. He might be. <laughs> Johnny, your thoughts on Forrester? Yeah, I think he he really for me, I, I really like him and Smith and either Jones or Hall as the back three at the minute. I think they've all got different different setup. So I like when Jones is in because he's got his long the long switch. Smithy's your defender's defender. And then Forrester's just got a bit of bit of something about him. He he likes that one two and getting up and down the line a bit more and he's got a bit more pace about him. I'd like to see him in the opposition's box a bit more. Um he, he seems to be always the one that stays back and when you've got Pet and Benny and Massey and people like that, you kind of maybe question why he's not. But and you, you mean set pieces there, don't you, Johnny, before anyone yeah, pulls you up? Yeah, set pieces. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he's, he played all right yesterday, like I say, Stu, after the opening half an hour that was dreadful and the, the next 40 minutes for me was better, but still a bit clunky. Um, but the defence weren't weren't at fault for that. I think he was overlapping well, so happy, happy with him in it. A solid six. I'll just I'll just clarify that half an hour. We stabilised at that point. We didn't look like like it was not a disaster at that point. It just looked okay to half time, and then second half looked better. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with you both on Forrester. For me, he now needs a run of fitness where he's fit every week, and he needs a run of game time where he starts every week, and he'll only get better for that. I've seen a few blaming him for the goal. I think for me, when you I have watched it back, and I'm sure it's his foot, but I could be wrong. But when you watch it back, the ball goes in the box, and he defends and gets something on it. Now, it drops there, lad, on the end of the box, but what he doesn't do is just stand and watch. If you look at it back, he throws himself to try and block the shot, but the shot goes under him. So he isn't sort of watching. He's reacting well, which is what yeah, you yeah. want your defenders do. Yeah, yeah, and everybody else stood still, so... Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> You know, yeah, maybe he could have got so much stronger on it and got it away, but I think he did all the good, and I'm not attaching any blame to him. He was picking up the man on the edge of the box. No, but, to be fair, that that goal I text and nobody else responded to that, but I was I was pretty angry after at five past uh, three UK time yesterday morning. So his phones yesterday. were probably swimming in his pockets at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did look nice, didn't it? it looked, yeah, you could actually visually see the rain on the yeah. on the on the camera. Which you is could impressive, and you could visually feel the rain and forest green. <laughs> well, I've been I've been a few times. I, I don't need yes. to. I don't need to no. see it again. No, I don't blame you. So, Johnny, you next middle of the back three was out smudgy. Yeah, I think it was great performance from Smithy. I think you only had to see him his shit out where he came out a little bit, didn't he? He, he started winding one of their lads up, and as soon as the best, I tell you what. I nearly give him man of, man of the match for this moment. The moment that Jamal Matt walked on the pitch, see the first thing he did? 
He pinched him. He <laughs> the first thing Smithy did when Matt came on, he just pinched him and you saw him pinch him and you saw Matt's reaction straight away was to turn and scowl at him as if to say, here we go, Like rather than slap him like he did the other year, um, last yeah. time we were there. He, yeah. he just scowled at him, but it was like... In all fairness, I saw within the first two minutes of the game, Smithy come over to their lad that was playing kind of on the left. And as the ball was over the other end of the pitch, it was in front of us, he pinched him completely off the ball as just though, say, I'm here. Yeah. I love it. I, I, it's, it's, it's a striker's nightmare. And I t- do you want to tell you the, the one thing I noticed from Smithy that obviously I think it helped by the fact that we were in a morgue because their fans were awfully quiet. But well, did you see second half from kickoff? He was properly giving it a load of like beans to the players, getting them G'd up. Like, and it was just, it was nice to see him without the captain's armband being a leader. So, and if you watch back the goal celebration for the third, all the players are celebrating. Smithy's and the refs are moaning about something or pointing something out to me. <laughs> Brilliant. Just on, just on Forest Green. I mean, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to say really, but they're trying to build a fan base. I'll give them that, but like, that's never going to create an atmosphere, is it? Nah. Just, if you haven't had a bit of bacon in the morning before you go, you're not going to get up for it, are you? Are we uh, vegan chips anyway? I had chips and curry sauce, they were lovely. Yeah. I had chips and gravy because when I got to the kiosk, the bloke in the kiosk was like, you don't want this curry sauce, it's like water. No, but Johnny, Johnny loved it though. So yeah. Yeah. The gravy was all right, to be fair, the chips and gravy. We, I wasn't going to have anything, you know, but plant-based beer. What are you going to do with the gravy though? What's, can't use beef stock, can you? So, yeah. So now? I, don't, I don't know what's happening there. Just, just stay clear, have some ketchup or something. Yeah. But yeah, your overall rating then for Smudger Johnny? Seven for Smithy. I thought he was the best of the back three. And yep. it was it was good, good, solid performance from him. Anything to add, Stu? No, I th- it, yeah. He come flying through for a tackle second half and absolutely butchered there, lad. And to be fair, he hit it so hard through the tackle that I think Pat couldn't control it. So, I mean, full blood and thunder from him, really. And... When, when we weren't performing, you need somebody like that at a back to, to just pull yourself through and try and get through. And he, that's that's what he is. And he's solid, isn't he? And, uh, you know, he's out, of, he's out of contract this summer, I think, isn't he? You know, he, you don't hear anything to do with contracts anymore. So we all presume so, unless something's Yeah, happened. just, you know, with all due respect to him as well, I don't think he's going up and, like, this is a good level for him. I think we're playing here. You don't have to move. Just stay here. <laughs> yeah. Just why? Why would you move? And I think we'd all reiterate that, Smithy. Why would you move? Just stay here. Stu, you first on the left of the back three was Connor All. Connor All, yeah. No, I, I think he struggled to do adapt this year. But I didn't see like I didn't see him. If I was picking one of the back three that didn't struggle at the start, or one of the team that didn't struggle at the start, I didn't think Connor All was struggling. Like. He looked all right. He didn't like nothing was really coming down his side, and if it did, it tended to get cleared pretty well. And he, like I said, he has struggled to get back onto onto his form from from last season because we moved things around quite a little bit. And I think he, I think he's a player that plays does well when he plays well, uh, plays every week. But 
Yeah, I just thought he, he had a solid game and I just didn't think he let us down at any point. And just, yeah, that's what you want from him. All this other stuff, him 70 yards up of the pitch, is 70 yards further up the pitch is a bit of a bonus for me. I just want somebody solid at that side who can bring the ball out, pass it, and he does all that. So, yeah, again, you know, another good player. And, yeah, one that keeps just seems to keep improving. Like he's found his, he's found this level now. Johnny? Yeah, I think for what, what she was just saying about the overlapping and stuff, that's the bonus, isn't it? That's, that's what you get when you're playing well. You get a bit of confidence in you. You get a bit of headstrong and you do something that you might not normally do and when it comes off you feel good about it with, with Hall I do think he offers a lot down that side when he's playing with Benning um, they seem to have got a nice partnership what I do worry about is him and Forrester in the same back three just because Forrester likes doing the same thing so you could find yourself having both your centre-halves up there and being a bit exposed but that's not a specific Hall problem um, that's that. That's a tactical problem. Um, but yeah, against Forest Green, he was decent. He he didn't seem to be out of out of position. He he seemed to be defending well, kept the ball going nicely, and he he was just Connor all one. He's he, and he looked comfortable in that centre as well when he moved um, after Cass. He looked comfortable in there, and it's something that we've probably never thought of because Smith has played well there, Jones has, and Connor all's actually. Probably the most natural footballer we've got from in defenders, so it's it's a nice nice thing to see him in there. Yeah. Overall rating, yes, yeah, a six for all. I think he was good. He was steady. I think the, the back three as a whole was steady, but Smithy just shone a little bit more just because he's Nathan Smith and he was he was a leader of that back three. Yeah, and I think my thoughts collectively on the back three is. As we've already said for half an hour, we were dreadful. We couldn't string two passes together and Forrest Green kept coming at us, but they only had one shot on target, so your defence has obviously done something right. For that half an hour, to only concede one shot on target when we didn't see hardly any of the ball, says that your defenders have actually defended pretty well to me. Yeah. yeah. Let's go cross the midfield four then, and it's starting with you first, Johnny. On the right was Gavin Massey. It's a good job that 80 minutes occurred because Massey was garbage for the first 75 of them. I thought at wing-back he looked disinterested. He didn't really help Forrester very often and he just he was a bit slopey-shouldered. And then the change happened. He started running at that lad and all of a sudden he'd become a danger. He, he must have taken their, their left wing back on about five times in the last 20 minutes and he looked brilliant. Deliveries weren't always great, but he's put in the one where Alice has added it down to Mipo. He's then put in two or three others that have gone out for corners or created something bumbled back. He was involved in pets um, when he won the penalty. So it was it was good and nice to see him back involved after, like I say, the first 70 may as well have not been on the pitch. So... He gets a six because it was it was a low score up until then. But uh, that's the Gavin Massey I want to see. And if that means that he has to play right of a front three and we're starting that way, put him there instead of Holden. Let's put Shewan someone else into right wing back if if you have to, because anyone can anyone can do the right wing back job like Massey did. 
So I'm sure if you put Forrester there, he could probably do it for one or two games with Sammy and Dayton was out and, and whatnot. So, yeah, it's just a frustrating performance, but positive end. So, yeah. Yeah, stopped yourself then, John. You were going to get too familiar with our Dave then, weren't you? And we went back to Wazzy. Yeah. <laughs> Stu, anything to add on Massey? Yeah, I mean, the Wigan fans warned us in the summer, didn't they, that he's not a win back? And, uh, like, I, I, I got the slopey shoulder stuff, actually, then. Yeah. He, he looked a bit miffed that he'd had to go and play out there. And, yeah, just don't get that, really. Playing football, aren't you? Just somebody's asked you to go and do a job, you go and do it. But, yeah, I mean, nothing really come down that side, did it, after the first half hour? And he, he got himself better defensively. But when he's, you want, when you play that 3 4 3, you want something from those two wide players. And we didn't get it yesterday and for, for the majority of the game. And yeah, he's, he's just a bit hit and miss, isn't he? And most of that game yesterday was, he was a big miss. And, but he couldn't, like, we switched, didn't we? And he and he and he grew into that as a winger in those last twenty minutes or so after the cast injury. After the cast injury, and he just looked a really good player then. So it, I think Johnny's right. Maybe we just need to find some way to get him in the team, right? But the problem is with that is that you're then forcing other people, say like Wilson, on so to play out of position as well. Because if Wilson's fit, I want him playing in the centre with Harrison. And I think that is a great partnership. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And I'll, I'll just focus on the last 20 minutes of Massey because I've probably been his biggest critic. It was excellent the last 20 minutes and really grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and was a key influence in us winning that game in that last 20 minutes. So I'll just focus on that because I've said enough negative about him over the season. And he did pretty much, you know, not single-handedly, but he had a massive impact on us winning that game when he got pushed further up the pitch. So, yeah, definitely we need to him further up the pitch when we can. So we'll go across the midfield to coming to you next, Stu. And first of all, I'm interested in your thoughts of how he's adapted to becoming one of the midfield two. And then your thoughts on yesterday and it's the best on earth, Ben Gaddity. Yeah, I've been worried about him, to be honest, that he hasn't really stepped up in into League One, but he has the last six weeks or so. I think it looks much better and much more settled. And actually... Like in the three four three, even though I prefer if we didn't do this, that he he actually like those two. Those two yesterday played well straight from the thirty minutes onwards. Like Pet and Garrity got us back in, pulled us back into that game, and that was the way. Like you want somebody then to sort of drag that drag the performance forward, and they did. They they pulled us back into that game, and he was there. He's not his. He's not his box-to-box midfielder man that he was last season. He's not. He's just not because he's not finding himself on the end of end end of uh, loose balls in the box and and firing him home. But he's still contributing well, and I think he's. If you're playing a three-four-three and Conlon was on the bench yesterday, he he deserves one of the spots. And it's and it really to, to, for me it's up to the up to the rest of them to sort out who takes the other spot. I mean, to me it'd be Ojo at the moment, but like, yeah, I think 
Garrity, Garrity's worthy of his place in the spot. He never seems to let us down. Yeah, I think the last six weeks when he's gone to that centre mid, he's been excellent. He really has. And probably one of the outstanding players for the last six weeks when he's been in that middle. And really interested now with Pat and Ojo back. So that'll be a good one to watch out for. Johnny, your thoughts on Garrity yesterday? Yeah, I think on Garrity on a whole, it's since he's been back from injury, I think yeah. he, he, he seems to have come back with back with his engine and he he's harrying har, the, the the other players and helping the midfield and you just see him getting around a lot. So he really helps everyone. But yesterday I thought he I thought he was brilliant. Him and him and Pet worked really well together. I still think you need that third man in there. I think the linchpin of it when Nojo came on to give somebody that's a better footballer than than Garrity is. And I'd I'd say a better footballer than Pet actually, Ojo. I think technically he did himself a disservice when he signed and said he lets the footballers play football because at the minute he he doesn't he really doesn't strike me as a I'll go win the tackles and then I'll just I'll pass it on. He's a lot more cultured than that. So Yeah, you think of Griff, don't you, when you say that phrase and he's you know, I love Griff. Griff was fantastic at what he did. But he can certainly play a ball, which Griff yeah. couldn't. You, more you, you didn't want it. You didn't want Griff passing it further than ten yards, did you? Really? No. And, but you'd still have him in your eleven every week. Yeah, yeah. Not a right back though. No, I just remember right. that night at Accrington. Yeah. He just kicked it out of the ball, out the out the uh, ground all evening. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go on, John. Yeah, based on yesterday, like I say I think I, I think Garrity was brilliant. I think it's he's a very industrious player he's unfortunately probably one of the first ones that you're looking at to replace in the long term if you want to go higher but he's also one of the ones that you really want in your squad at the same point so it's he's always there's always there's always a place for garrity in 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 a squad for me i think maybe not always in your 11 but there's always a place for him in your squad because against your, your Chef Wednesdays and teams like that, that I know he didn't have the best game against them, but against them, it's the sort of thing that you want. You want that workhorse and someone that's going to help you retain possession when, you, when you're out of it. I think yesterday, Garrity got in their faces a lot. And I think I saw a more aggressive Ben Garrity than, than we've seen before. Um, because he he did throw himself in a couple of tackles, and um, Good Goodwin commented at the end, "That's the sort of shorts that you like to see from a centre midfielder." Because his white shorts were pretty much brown and soaked through because of the amount of sliding and throwing himself about. He did. Um, so yeah, that was it was between him and Tom Pet for my um, man of the matches because I don't think it was fair to give it to Ojo. Um, but yeah. Garrity, good, solid seven yesterday. And um, Stu, you were about... I was just about to say, energizer bunny, isn't he, really? Like, he's he's just buzzing around all over the place. And he's just... Yeah, he he must be fucking annoying to play against. That's that's what I would say about him. Um, I I see what Johnny's saying about if you want to push on, he's probably not... He's probably one of the ones that you... That steps back from a, every every game first first eleven role because I but I do think like I don't not that he can't get there just that he's not quite ready to go to that level but I do think he 
we don't know how good Ben Garrett is going to be yet. I, I still don't think that. Yeah, for me, I thought he was excellent yesterday. I'm with you, John. He's in my top two for man of the match, and he didn't quite get it in my top one as your top one. But yeah, I thought he was excellent yesterday, and he even looked better when Ojo come on as well, which gave him the freedom to push on a little bit. And maybe that's what Garrett has been missing. Maybe because he's been playing the centre midfield, when you talk about the box-to-box player, I don't think he's been given that role at the moment, which is why you haven't seen it. And I know what you're saying about he's one of the ones that probably isn't in your first level if you're pushing on at the top end of the table. But it's no coincidence that we go to Oxford concede four when Ben Garrett is not in the squad. At this moment in time, he's in your first 11 without a shadow. Yeah, of course without. he is. And he's one of the first names in your first 11. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, can't, I, you can't disagree with that, like you say, at this moment in time. Because I think I think he he is everything that we are about at the minute. We are a very work, workman-like team. We, are, we haven't got many superstars in there that are going to do something out of nothing. But... They all work hard for each other. They never give up. So it's that's the one thing I always say. This team, I don't, I don't think we can accuse them really of throwing the towel in at any point, can we? No, never. No. You look mm. at them and at ninth in the table, you would argue we're playing beyond what our expectation is and probably beyond what anyone outside the club would expect. Yeah, and Carol will be fuming because they're top half. So they're paying out the more wages. Yeah, they thought that was that carrot and stick thing that uh, just be like, well, hopefully it'll get um, comfortable by by April rather than in a bit of a scrap. But now we all want additional funds, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so, it's a good conversation to have though about who's who should be in there pushing on. I think if you had Garrity playing, he'd managed to. Find his find his rhythm in this league and turn into the player that we had last season at this stage, which was his roving box to box, massive tackles, getting on the, getting on things at the edge of the box. You'd you'd be like, this is a great player. This is this is the guy that you know that takes us forward. But I also think we'd probably be selling him for for quite a lot of money in the, in January as well if we had a League One midfielder like that. That said, like I said, I don't think he. Can't get there. I think. I think he can get. I think he can get to be that player. But like, it's just going to take time. And yeah. I think maybe next season. Maybe next season he is that player, and then he does step up. But I think we we need to make sure if we're going for it next year, and we're going to try and be a try and be a, try and get in the playoffs next year. Then we need extra players around him to to make sure that we're not relying on him. Yes, to allow him to do that job. Because let's be totally honest, if you're looking at our first 11 now and you compare it to the top three, we're running away with Plymouth, Chef Wednesday and Ipswich. Just, there probably isn't many players, if any, that get into their first 11s. No. So but I don't should think be. Should they be? Like, we've got no, we shouldn't. Totally shouldn't. Yeah. Totally so, shouldn't. We're, yeah. we're a club that's in transition of becoming... League One steady, as Carol says, before we get championship ready, and there shouldn't be. But I just didn't want it sounded as though we're picking on Ben Garrity's in. No, we need to change it. Plenty of them. Because if we want to be a top three side, you look at the players that Plymouth, Chef Wednesday, Ipswich have got. And yeah, there's young players in our side, which Ben Garrity's still only 24, 25, that could develop into them players. But at this moment in time, not 
any, if any at all, players are walking. Then maybe some would argue Willow with his ability. Yeah, I mean, Wilson. I think most sides would like Wilson. Yeah, but if he was fit. Yeah, yeah. But there we go. Let's move on then. It's to you, Johnny. It's my man of the match. As you've already said, it's your man of the match. Captain on the day, Tom Pett. Yeah, he's called Carpet Man for a reason, isn't he? Brought to you uh, by Home Choose Carpet, Stu. Oh, yeah. Uh, give him a call. Tell him best to send you 01782636569, is it, I think? Sounds good to me. There you go. You didn't even let me do a carpet joke, did you? So, I mean, yeah. our times have changed. I, I didn't want you laying that one down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Oh, don't you miss well. it? Don't you miss it? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't miss it at all. <laughs> I can comfortably talk about the ratings with, without being hounded out by some, some form me, of... Un- me trying to wedge in some kind of... Uh, yeah. yeah. But I yeah, get it. Pet is just pet, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we miss him when he's not on the side. He keeps the ball well. He wins that free kick. And I don't know about you, Bez, but yesterday being as close to the pitch and as flat on the pitch as you are, you see some of them are so cheap and nasty, aren't they, that he wins? Oh, yeah. That, like, you think, how's the referee giving that? But because he, he just turns his body, plants his feet, and then the, the lad runs into him and he hits the deck. So you think, but it really helps you as a team. It gets you up. It, it moves. and. He's a leader. You could see that yesterday. He he was geeing people up. He was talking to people. He was talking to the referee when needs be. And he he just kept everything going. And I think for me, Pet and Garrity are the best two midfielders we've got at the minute because, and I'll caveat that because I know Ojo come on, because he's coming back from injury. We saw Ojo beforehand and he looked really good, but got to see how he reacts back from it it wasn't it wasn't a little knock so let, let's see what Ojo comes back as but we've got the makings of a good three I like that midfield to the end of the season yeah I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, I want me turning my nose up against them three no I think we were all saying that we probably needed a new signing in midfield but yeah. maybe Ojo's just saved us needing a new signing in midfield because when he come on yesterday he was unbelievable and he's like a new signing for how long he's been out and Tommy Conlon's got a long way fight back now. I do think they will bring somebody in, though. I think Charles, Charles Lee will go, and then they'll bring somebody in. And Charles Lee and Walker will go. Yeah, and we'll probably bring in one to replace them. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. But yeah, I'm with you, Johnny. I thought Pat was excellent yesterday. Proper captain's performance, and he did really well. Stu, anything to add on Pat? No, I mean, I wondered whether he'd... In the in the summer, whether he'd be able to, he's getting his, he's thirty, is he thirty one, something like that. I just wonder if twenty nine. Yeah, I think he's just been around that level. Like he stepped up with Lincoln, but then not sort of dropped out of their team, and then dropped down to us and and, and come into League Two and played really well at League Two level anti for us, and he was quality last year. And just whether he was going to be able to be a good player at this level, but yesterday he was he was excellent. You know. In all fairness, I think he dropped out of Lincoln's side because of injury when they went yeah. up. I think he got injured. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and that's he's 32. I didn't realise yeah. he was that old. I thought he was younger you than know. And I just wondered, but he, but he surprised me. I, I was wrong about him, to be honest. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah, according to Wiki, he's 32 anyway. 
So, yeah, there we go. Tom Pett. It's Stu, you You're first. 25 on there. Stone? On Wikipedia, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, December's brought me down to about 24 stone, but there well, we go. Well, if you miss days of your running, then it's never going never gonna to work I out. I missed no dates. <laughs> it's just turned 31. His birthday was 3rd of December, day three of my running. Yeah. Um, Johnny, that was, that was for you, that. Yeah. I know. I, I have I haven't brought it up. I, I'm I'm letting him letting him kid himself. He's only cheating himself if he's missing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for anyone listening, <laughs> I'm sure those that have got me on Facebook saw that on I think on day twenty one or twenty two, as while I was away, I called the run the wrong run. So effectively I did two runs on day twenty one and none on twenty two. But it was one on twenty one and one on twenty two. Okay. There okay. we go. Enough. Yeah. But yeah. Um Stu left side of the midfield four was Mal Benning. <sighs> Benning. Like he's good defensively, I'll give him that. Like we look we look more solid when he plays than anybody else playing at left wing back. Because I think Dan Jones gets excited when he gets down there and ends up cutting and we end up losing space behind him. So Benning's a better he wastes the ball so much. It annoys the heck out of me. I don't I'm not gonna swear in this case, but he annoys the heck out of me. I just don't like we get into such wonderful positions and he gets himself in such wonderful positions as well it's not like he's not a good footballer but then he'll like cross the ball and it'll end up in Gloucester somewhere so it's just a frustrating play for me because I think he's so much better than if he just kept his head on the game all the time but he seems to just have these moments where you know he starts thinking about rabbits in his head or something like that, just about as he's crossed the ball and it's all of a sudden it's gone and it's out for a goal kick. So, yeah, no, I genuinely think he's a really good player, but he just annoys me. <laughs> is that fair? That's, Johnny, is that fair? Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying because we watched we watched the warm-up, didn't we? And we when, when they were, they do that... Like the the transitions, don't they? Where they play yeah. the ball from midfield out to your wing backs, and one ball was split over to Benning, and he handballed it to stop it going out from a throw, and then he ran himself to play unopposed. Oh so yes, I, think I remember now. That sums up what you were saying, Stu. Um, on his performance yesterday, I think I think we've got to give him massive credit for the performance at left centre half. Yep, I thought he was absolutely brilliant when he went in there. Um, he. He didn't stray. Do you know, like some fullbacks, wingbacks that you put in at centre half, and they're still playing as a wing back. He didn't stray, so I think he's got real good discipline. And if we didn't have Jonesy and Connor all there, that would have been something I'd be thinking: is there an option for us? Um, overall, though, really steady wing back performance. Um, and yeah, it's just Malbenny. I think I think he he's somebody who needs competition. Yeah, and I, I think we'll get that in January. On the rest, yeah, well, bring some in, didn't they, with McCarran? And they have ended up playing like Jones down. Uh, yeah, Thierry, what a waste that was. But what, I mean, what a waste they both were. Yeah. Just, but again, yeah. just so we're not being too negative, you look at the transfer business, and again, they always say if you can get three out of four right, we've probably got three out of four right this summer. They're the two we got wrong. Yeah, no, I don't. But I. 
I don't necessarily think we got Thierry Small wrong. I just didn't think we ever used him. I don't think like he didn't play enough games. Maybe he did. Mate, and I, and I'm guilty of contradicting myself here a little bit in the fact that he obviously didn't show enough in training to yeah. justify getting a starting place. And I say that about other people, so I can't own that. It just felt like he was so highly rated down at Southampton that we, but, but we couldn't find a space for him. In our, at left wing back, when I wouldn't have said that that was our strongest position coming into the season, and he never never got a look in, and McCarran's not got a look in either, and maybe maybe it is because they all look better. Mal Benning looks better than all of them. I just like we're getting some we're getting some prospects down here playing come down to play left wing back for us, and not, none of them can can find their way in. I just found it a bit strange. Johnny. Yeah, I, I agree. Like Small went back to Southampton and went straight back into their under twenty one squad at left wing back, playing playing week in week out. Now he can't be that bad. Like no. So some something's got to give, and the fact that we is he showing his ass? I mean, he might have done, mightn't he? Like yeah, maybe 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 somebody give him some false promises. I know that Clarky says we never promise anyone anything, but agents talk is a little different than club talk sometimes isn't it so yeah. maybe playing about front was just weird i mean yeah. that was that was just bizarre that was uh, i never really got the head around that one um but i felt a yeah. bit like i'm the boss so yeah. and that could have been to do with his attitude maybe but we're obviously optimizing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i know and it, i don't know but it just yeah because i've been on for several months i just thought i'd throw that I felt like uh, we we didn't use that. And what what it also says as well is uh, is Southampton going to loan us any players again? Not for a while, I wouldn't have thought. And you've probably got some other Premier League clubs that are probably turning around and thinking, mm, I probably wouldn't send him there if that's... that's. So it's just a kind of... Just the perception of it, I guess, of how we used him there was just a bit not great. I suppose it depends how much conversation goes on on as well, doesn't it? If we're contacting Southampton and discussing things and telling them what's happening and they're happy with it, then maybe. Yeah. But say from the outside, if you looked at it and gone, we've had two two lad two lads on loan from different clubs that haven't got a sniff. We've got Mipo on loan that, let's be fair, doesn't really have a sniff, and he's on for twenty minutes here and there and started a handful of games and then politic which same as Mipo you, you you might be reluctant to loan as players the only one that's regular is Stevens and that's because you you can't really be fucking around with goalkeepers and you're not going to be subbing them on and off are you no no interesting so let's move on then front three Johnny on the right of the front three started Rory Olden can Stu do this no nope. It's your turn. Uh, is it the 6th of January yet? Nope, it's the 2nd. Okay. So his so, contract expires, is it? I think that's what Tom told me. I think he said the 6th or the 9th. So, yeah, four or five more days of him, hopefully. Um, he just... I, I get he's coming back from a long-term injury and I don't know how long you can keep He's been fit-ish for six months, do you know what I mean? So I don't know how long you can keep using that as an excuse, but I don't see what he adds. And it, it, it's very, for me, it's very Joel Cooper-esque 
we seem we, we we seem to be willing to change the team for the wrong players. Because great point. I, I don't get why if we're changing it for Rory Alden, why we haven't put Dave Worrell there. I know he's injured now, so I'm not saying yesterday, but why not put Dave Worrell, who was the best winger in League Two, who turned wing back and he's not a bad wing back, but at thirty two and not in the best of health because he's had some injury problems over the last 18 months, hasn't he? Why we're not shoehorning, well, I say not, not shoehorning because it's his position, but not putting Was there and putting Sammy at wing back instead and putting Sammy that way to, to help him out or bringing in another wing back. But yeah, that's, that's my only gripe with what we're doing with Holden. I wouldn't be too bothered if the lad could play a bit of football, but he just, I don't see him. And I might have been overly harsh on him, but I thought he was terrible yesterday. He's not a right winger, though, is he? Or a right-sided forward? Well, what is he? That's what I was trying to make the point of earlier. He's an attacking midfielder, probably, but we don't really play him. So, like you said, we're shoehorning him in. I would have picked Politic ahead of him yesterday, actually. I would have have started him and then probably put Butterworth on the right side. Or you have... Yeah, or you have those two Butterworth and Politic behind, behind, um, behind Harrison. But yeah, it just seems a really strange one to me. I don't, I've, I've got nothing against him. I just don't think he adds anything. So he looks, he looks bang average every single time I play. See him play, and then like, and I see, it, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm not sure. And uh, yeah, maybe he's not the right kind of player for us. So maybe that this experiment's over, but yeah, he's he's been a he's been a body for us at, at the very least when we've when we've had injury problems and we do this rotation thing. So you could argue that. Rating Johnny, a, f- a four for him. I I I don't I don't. So let's say I don't I don't see what he, what he has. I think the only the only saving grace is that the fact that he's probably on a lot less than. A body would be another body would be so. When you look for value for money, it's it's you're probably not being ripped off as much as maybe we were when we were when we were seeing Thierry Small, for example, that just didn't seem to do it for us, but we're probably paying a decent amount of his wage. Um, I think you've both been overly harsh on Alden from yesterday. I thought he looked lively, buzzed about. He looks very comfortable on the ball. I'll agree with you both, there's no end product. So I'm not saying he was great by any stretch, and he wasn't great. I don't think he was a four. For me, I could maybe settle with a five. Yeah, I'll probably go with a five, but I'm not having a go at him for yesterday. I don't think he did anything particularly wrong. I don't think he sparkled, but yeah. But we, we've played we've played in before with the people. That would be Yeah, and I get and I we've, do get we've, that, and I agree with that. Back so he can play. So he and you probably say Massey would have done a better job at right right side and forward. And you try and work out the rest of it. Just add the team the bench up from yesterday. But you could have. No, I, I do agree. Cass could, Cass could have started at right wing back yesterday, couldn't he? Yes, yes, he could. And then you could have put Massey Massey on the right side of that three. And I think that would have been a better setup than if you're going to play three four three. That would have been a better setup. 
yes, uh, and I'm with you both. And I do think when we move on to the other side, as we will now, Stu, when you look at what Dan Butterworth offered, he looked a constant threat and there was, you know, he looked, he looked dangerous. Well, he is. I think... I don't think they need him up at Blackburn at the moment, but I'd be interested to see if they move him move him on, given the fact that we haven't given him enough game time because he's clearly a quality footballer and adds value and creativity whenever he comes on the pitch. So like, He's out of contract there at the end of the season. And from my mate who's a Blackburn fan, he thinks he'll be gone from there. He doesn't think I would love him at Vale permanently. He's a quality footballer. And he reminds me a little bit of, um, of Wilson in that aspect. He's he's a true quality footballer in terms of his technique and he's got pace. It, and you you just want him to just put the goals with the with the with the performances. And I think but that just comes with playing regularly as well. Yeah. And within your thoughts on yesterday. I just thought he's um he's 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 kept us in he's kept us ticking over for the majority of the part of the game. And I just thought maybe maybe he didn't get quite as involved in the game as he should have done it at times. But like we needed we needed other players to step up yesterday. And and for large swathes of that game they hadn't. And but the second half when he when he was sorry when he was when he was playing it, I thought he was I thought he was decent. I do think he's a good, decent footballer, and so you you get good players on the pitch. I just thought like, what's our plan yesterday? Because of the way that we set up with Holden, Butterworth, and Harrison, how how are we scoring goals? Are we are we looking to get it down the wings? Probably not with the players that we've got sitting there. I just felt like from that perspective, where did he fit in yesterday? Um, so it wasn't his best game, but I do think he had. He, he added value to it. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it was his best game. He's for me. He's, he's a number ten. He's in that hole. That's where he plays best. Giving giving a bit of time and space to, to bounce off other players, being able to have a, have a pop shot every now and again, and just get in, get in and pick up some scraps. And he's another one that I don't I don't get why we why we continuously try to shoehorn him in. If we're going to do it, you could probably put him next to Harrison and put Holden in the hole yesterday if we were, if we were set on them three. Because yeah, I think... He can play up front. Yeah. He can play up front as a, as a, as a main man. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, that's my only bits. I mean, yesterday, like I say, he, he tried a lot. He, he, he ran a lot and he got, he, he got an OQC a, a bit and was... Was was busy. He's got he's got quality, but it wasn't best performance from him. But it was solid six still. Yeah, I think that's fair. But what I liked about him yesterday is even in that first half hour where we struggled, he was willing to get on the ball, run at players, and beat players. And he was probably our only player until we made the subs that picked the ball up and ran at him. And he'd have a go. When I remember many times where he beat two, three of their man. And, yeah, you know. He's the type of player that gets fans off the seats, although we hadn't got any yesterday, or most of us hadn't. I know some of you in the posh seats, Dicko, you got a seat, but the rest of us didn't. But yeah, he, he gets people off the seats, and I like that. And he, even when we're playing badly as a team, as we did in the first half hour, he's still willing to get on the ball and run at him. And I thought 
if we'd have carried on playing the whole game like that half an hour, he'd have been man of the match, head and shoulders above anyone else. But luckily, the rest of the players then stepped up. Yeah. So then we're on to the, the main man in the middle. And it's you, Johnny. Got his goal yesterday. I know it's a penalty, but that's his first goal since we played Forest Green at home in October. So hopefully that gets him going again. Yeah, hopefully, because he, he's dangerous. He is dangerous. But I honestly think he's dangerous when he's playing with someone. And you saw that as soon as Miko came on, he seemed he, he seemed a lot better player. Like he got he got an assist yesterday, which is great. He got his goal, and I thought overall performance wasn't great. He was still a bit slopey shouldered and a bit angry at life, which which he seems to have been recently. That could be the pressure of not scoring. Do you know what I mean? Clarky discussed Alice Harrison in great detail at the start of the season and discussed why he binned him off at Bristol Rovers after scoring 17 goals. So it's you've got that about him. But what I loved about him yesterday was the header to to Mipo was fantastic. He could have shot because we've seen we've seen him try, but he was aware of where, where Mipo was and he just cushioned it and it was a great finish. The penalty was well taken. It's the third one down the centre. So has he got a has he got to mix it up eventually? Is the keeper going to be brave and stand still? Who knows? Um, and also on that penalty, have you seen seen the highlights of it? Watching the rain fall off the net, it looks brilliant, doesn't it? You yeah, can tell. It does. Um, yeah. Harrison, it, frustrating for seventy minutes, but another one that benefited from the change in formation, adding a man next to him, and ge- genuinely just being a nuisance. Yeah, so seven out of ten for Harrison. Goal and assist. You've got he's he's, he's got to be above above a six. Yeah, that's what strikers are there for. And teach you. It, I really like him. So like it was, it's been sad to see him out of form. I marked down. He looked hopelessly out of form. First half, just just looked bedraggled. Like he just added off, and maybe it was time to pop him off. And then I was talking to Nath later on during the game and I was like actually do you not just keep him on here because what you want really from him here is you know this the this game's turning for us and nice moment for him to maybe bag something and try and you know with with Mippo because I do actually think those two work quite well together as well and I think for me he's just not confident enough in the air at the moment. I don't think he's getting great service either. Um, I want to see him just being, being Alice Harrison again, almost. And just feeling like he looks, when he's, when he's confident, he's running with the ball. He looks so dangerous. And like, he could do it all. Like he can be a target man. If you want him to be, he can be, the the guy that picks up the ball thirty yards out and has a run at goal. And he can be your he can be your fox in the box, can't he? So he's got all those attributes to him. He's just just looks off off form. And hopefully that is he's run back into it today. Cause I thought his header was lovely. I, I thought the finish I thought the finish for Mippo actually was class to not just go and smash it because most strikers that would have ended up two hundred yards down the road. But he he took his time, but it was the editor that made it. Struck right on his foot. 
he gets a chance to he gets a chance to tap it in because Harrison's made the made the chance for him, and the, and the finish for the penalty was good as well. Like I wasn't dreading that for it. I wasn't dreading that at all. I thought he'd score because I think he was just going to plant it down the middle and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that worried me when he was coming up for the penalty is how wet the pitch was. Him slipping that worried yeah. me, but yeah, great panting. With you both, Harrison, I thought after. You know, that last 20 minutes, he looked like the Addison are old. Hopefully that goal gets him going again. And he's got two weeks off now. Not off, but two weeks without a game. Get him on the training pitch and let's get Alex Addison back from before the World Cup. As someone pointed out on Twitter, his drip, drop and form has been, since I mentioned he could get a call up for the World Cup. But the World Cup's over now, so we can get going again. Um, the subs I mentioned earlier, all four made an impact. So... Cast did, politic did, but I don't want to talk about them too much. I'll just come to you both. I'll come to you first. You don't want to rate him, just Mipo. How good did he look when he came on? As you've said, the goal, how good was his movement? Anticipation. Yeah, I mean, who else is doing that in the moment for us? Proper yeah. striker's movement that once it was a goal yeah, scorer's yeah. movement. Yeah, yeah I, I lauded him when we signed him and, and thought he was a good player and, you know, seen him, seen him play some footage from his West Ham days and being in the youth system and stuff. And he's obviously got something about him. He's not some, you know, fly-by-night, under-23 player that's wilts as soon as he plays in. He scored goals and he's he's come down. And I think we've underused him. And and again, I think to yesterday when he come on, he's had an impact. I see why people don't think he's any good because he looks a bit limmy and sort of gangly and all over the place. But, like, he can score goals. That's an underrated... It seems an underrated thing nowadays that people don't want to do. He was in the right place, right time yesterday, and it, and he was causing havoc. And they didn't like they didn't like him last 20 minutes. That was probably the last play they wanted to see come on the pitch. And I think he did a great job when he come on. Yeah, he did. He made a massive impact. And Johnny, you could see it full time when he came over to the fans. Just how much he enjoyed that, couldn't you? Yeah, that that was the thing, wasn't it? Like like Stu just said, you can see why people don't like him. And I just like him have a first touch. I think if he if he nailed that down, we'd got a, we'd have a really good player. It seems like a lot bounces off him, but it's... but Johnny. Think back to Ben Willinson, who needed a first touch and finishing. So we at least got one out of the two of them from this lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're moving on. He's <laughs> better than Ben Williamson, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, yeah, he, 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 seem, he seems dead happy as well. That was the big thing. Like when he when he scored, he, he was he was trying to get the fans up and like he just he just seems happy here, and that's that's something that you can you can't really underestimate, can you? That a lone player being happy where they are because the chances are, if West Ham did say Do you fancy going somewhere else, he might say no if he's happy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, you just talk about when he scored. You know, what really you look back and we were one nil down. We equalised in the eighty-sixth minute, and yes, we knew there was going to be some time added on. But away from home, you're equalising the eighty-sixth minute. You could go right we've got away with a point here, but you watch the Vale players' reactions and every single one of them went to get that ball, get it back to the halfway line and let's go and let's get a second. And I thought that was a great reaction. With four minutes left of normal time, we're not going to you know what, we'll settle for a point here. You're right. And 
even better, when we scored that second goal, we tried to go and get a third as well. We yeah. didn't stop and we didn't shut up shop because I thought we did need a third goal in there. I'm glad we got it. Even though they absolutely wilted after that second one. But. I just like the players' reactions. That you know what, we're not going to settle for this point. Well, these are here for the taking, and they were. They were a poor side. You can see why the bottom of the league now. They were a poor side. But the players went. There's a win here. And even with four mm. minutes left in normal time, they went and got the ball. And then, as you said, Johnny, it looks like he's loving life. We got the ball from his goal when Addison scored his goal. Mipo then gets booked for jumping in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> really. I've watched it back and he did get booted because he went over and hugged the Vale fans. Yeah. And technically, you can't do that. That's what Billy Painter got sent off for all those years back against oh, yeah. Walsall. But he's probably not that close to 10 yellows at the moment, is he? No, no, we'll let him off with that. We'll let him off. And then Johnny coming to you, the other sub that made a massive impact. And we've kind of talked about him a bit going on, but Funzo owes you. Yeah, it's, again, it's culture. And that's the thing. He, He's comfortable with the ball. He, he's clever. He made things work. He, he created space. And I think that's, that's something that people underestimate is with it, even when he didn't have the ball, he created space. And he demands he demands a lot from players considering he's new. Like, I tell you what, if Luke's could kill, I think Politic would have fallen down dead after that cross. Because I don't know if you've seen the highlights at the minute from Pitt, the, the camera. Yeah. Oh, shoots him an absolute dagger and then smile smile's probably the biggest smile so that might have might have just saved him but that's the thing he demands high standards and I like that about him he can tell you the player that's played at a higher level and he's going to be a massive benefit for us as long as he's fit I know Clark you mentioned he'd had a bit of a, a bit of a knock anti a bit of a setback so maybe that's why we'd only seen him on the bench but it's for me. It's telling that he came out, came on, and not Conlon. Mm. So it's he's, he's done him. He's done himself no harm in starting in two weeks' time. Is all I can say. Yeah, definitely. So that's it from the Forest Green game, Stu. You're going to give us an update on the competition, start of the yeah. year when everyone put the wherever we were going finish in the league. <laughs> no. Yeah, sure. It's sure everybody's having a great run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't inputted any of the data into the into the model, so uh, that's not available. Um, I have committed to do that before the end of the season, and I, <laughs> one job he's got, Johnny. One job. Know, yeah. hey, what happens now with uh, in play man? Is he still fronting up a prize for this, or is he uh, is he welching on that? Oh, I don't know. I didn't realise there was a prize this season. Did we announce oh, a prize for this one? I know Johnny? he gave one last season, didn't he? But yeah, that was last season. I don't... In. Yeah, no, we didn't ask this season. We got a prize for the fantasy football, which, Johnny, have you got an update on that? Because I don't do fantasy football, so I haven't got a clue. Um, I can get you an update. Well, it's... you have an update while I have a chat with you. You have a look. Hey, all right, guys, anyway. All right. Yeah. So, so you'll get this done for us before the end of the season. Guarantee it. Yeah, so I don't think there's a prize for that one. It was just for fun and we did it last year. Bez Bingo, Ida had us down for three points at Forest Green, to be fair, because looking at the players they lost at the end of the season and didn't replace. So, I'd had us down. So, I've still got us eight points ahead of schedule for where I'd have us mm. for these fixtures, which I think's fair. And then we've got two weeks off and then Peterborough at home. 35 runs, 15 more points and then we're We've hit that illustrious 50-point mark, which I'm yeah, I don't feel about. like anybody's going to get 50 points in that bottom four this year. 
No, there's yeah. something just I seen Accrington got a drumming today, didn't they? And the the theme of late goals continued today in the potteries. Yeah, tough tough break. Uh, heart bleeds for the other side of the potteries. Yeah, I'm uh, sure them empty seats were gutted at the Britannia Stadium when that goal well, went in. Do you know what? I actually watched the Burnley game. Oh, the end, end of the Burnley game. That is shocking. Drafts, Burnley, yeah. Yeah. That is shocking. How empty and, is it? It's ridiculous. I know. And just talking we about... We must all be in this stand here with the camera in. Because it can't be... They're not in the other two stands. Stoke camp season tickets that don't turn up. And I, I know. know there's a lot of season tickets that aren't turning up because of the standard of football. But keeping with local football while Johnny's still looking, Stu, your brother, as we've mentioned a lot of times as a crew fan, yeah. what are thoughts like down um, the other side of the A500? Are they worried? I, I, I would say apathy is well and truly set in. Uh, with my brother, I mean, like, such a cheap, you know, it just smacked of Port Vale, the, the hiring of Lee Bell uh, as manager. Not that I'm saying they'll do a terrible job or anything, or that they did have zero shots against Stockport on Boxing Day, which is absolutely embarrassing from yeah. whatever perspective you look at it. I just, like, for, for them... They and when you it. say smack just, to Port Vale, you mean under the old regime? Cheap. Cheap. Cheap hire. Yeah. That, yeah, we would have done for the last 25 years before Carroll turned up and not investing. And they don't invest. I mean, like, it sounds like there's financial issues coming, heading their way as well, which is sad. Right. And I don't want anything to happen to, to that club financially because you don't want to see that happen to any club. Uh, but, yeah, there's... This trouble, trouble at mill, I think is probably fair, fair to say. And just don't like they've won yesterday, haven't they, against Tranmere? But you just oh, did they? I didn't even look. Yeah, I just what? don't know. Like any, any, and my brother's just not doesn't seem that fussed either. Now he's just keeping it nicely to himself. But it's um, yeah, difficult times, and I just don't. Yeah, I don't want to see him struggle financially, but I, I don't mind seeing him lose. Yeah, and Johnny. Yeah, so we've got an update. So Daniel McLaughlin is winning currently. Um, his team name's Ginger from Sweden. Oh, so he is winning currently. Um, not he's not romping it. Um, he's about ten points clear of Alistair Perry. He's Barmy Army in second place. So that's not too bad. I'm thirteenth. I'm about fifty points off top. I mean, we have thirteenth out of how many? Thirteenth out of hang on. 162. Oh. What? Yeah. Sure. I looked at the listing figures for a while, but I didn't realise it got Like you, you used to come on the podcast. We had 162 listeners week in, week out. Now we get over a thousand. Yeah, I know. I've seen. I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah, me leaving was a massive factor in <laughs> listening figures increase. And it definitely wasn't due to the fact of the increased crowds and getting promoted into League One. But yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely nothing to do with that. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm not taking it personally. No, don't take it personal. Don't I, I take, take it. it personally. Goodwin started listening. Now you've stopped clapping about um, losing one 0 to Cambridge. <laughs> uh, hold on, you joined in. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But I think we'll leave it there, Johnny. I take it we've got no plans for a couple of weeks. Now we'll have a bit of a mid-season break unless some signings come in and we may do a transfer special. Is that fair? Yeah, I, th- I think what, what what the plan was was maybe going to see if we want to do a January transfer window chat 
um, with a few others probably this weekend. Um, if people are free, just unless something happens um, before then. But yeah, that's nothing for a couple of weeks. And then Peterborough under the lights. I'll be like Stu, I'll be well. watching. I'll be watching from abroad. Oh. Where will you? Where are you going now? Wales for work. <laughs> it's abroad. <laughs> Take your pass. No, uh, have you got no mortgage development managers in uh, in Syria or somewhere like that that you can go and see instead? That'd be a nicer trip, wouldn't it? Well, I did have one ring me from Dubai, but I don't think I could get away with going to an home visit from there. No, it's tough, isn't it? I've got I've got a trip for work in a couple of weeks as well. I think that's when the derby game's on, so uh, I might I might be on. A, I might not be able to watch that because of. Uh, Oof. Yeah, might be in a meeting, and uh, yeah, Los Angeles. It might be uh, difficult to just crack into the crack into into I follow that day. I'm sure they'll understand. But yes, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all we've got for today. But until then, uh, Michael Smith's made his way into the final of the darts and Dimitri's just getting on stage to face Van Gerwen in the other semi. So let's see who's going to get there. We're huge fans, Michael Smith fans in this house because because uh, of his walk-on song. My daughter loves it. So oh. she's, yeah, she's big into Michael Smith now. I love Bully Boy, be fine. Let's see who's yeah. got in the final. Well, I've just had a thought. You be careful. Yeah, well, yeah, I thought Gerwin Price reminded me of someone with, with, with his headphones. It's Stu, look at him. He's <laughs> on and everything. Hey, yeah. There's some memes going round in there. I've seen a few. Oh, I loved it. Uh, there's a Michael Smith gif going round as well. Of him, uh, somebody responded to one of the Sky Sports darts tweets last night. It's a good, it's a good gif. I can't work out how to download it, though, because I'm not that technologi- technologically advanced, but I want it. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. There we go. Right, we've yeah. been going. Yeah, go we've been going Gerwin's. an hour and twenty-five. I just hope he's all right, Gerwin. I just hope he's all right. He's he's mentally sound because that was a bit of a strange couple of hours, and we shouldn't be laughing at him because of because of because of that. I think he's. I think he should go and see somebody or go and have a chat with someone. I agree with you, and I gave my views on the last pod. I actually like Irwin Price, and I think he's really badly treated by the darts crowd, who most of which aren't there to watch the darts and couldn't care less about the darts. And as someone that's been the alley pally, when I went, probably 20% of us were there to watch the darts and 80% were there to just make a nuisance of themselves. And I get that's where the money comes from and that, but if you're going to a sporting event, at least... If you don't like the player, boo them when they walk on. But when someone's throwing for a double to whistle and boo him, it's their yeah. life at the end of the day. Yeah, I was and just a bit worried about well him last night. night. Didn't play yeah. well. The better player won. I've got no qualms of that. But I just don't get it. Don't yeah. get it. I was just a bit worried about him last night. That's all. So I hope he's yeah. okay. I mean, he said he won't play in the Ali Pali again. And yeah, and that's a strange thing, thing to say as well. But I don't blame him. The way he's treated there, I don't blame him. Yeah. And. But the smooth though, because when he's got them e defenders on, and then he turns around giving it big and towards the crowd, you can't you, you you can't defend that. It's not like for me, it's not like he's innocent. Do you know what I mean? No, it's not. It's not. He, he does dish it. He does yeah, dish it. I don't know who started it and which way around it started. People never used to like his reactions, did they? To no. to uh, to winning a leg or it in a one eighty. Well, fact, there we just the same reaction and has done yeah. it before Price he has. And everyone's fine yeah. with that when Van Gerwen does it. No, I don't understand the level of animosity, but like 
also like just stop maybe maybe stop being stop being that person for a bit on the stage and being riling the crowd up and then maybe you won't get something so much for but Peter Manley went the same way, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But it's like the Ali Pally, 80% of that crowd are there for the crack and the bean and actually don't even watch the darts. I went Butlin's Minehead this year for the UK Open last year, actually, because we've gone over years now. We're friend of the show, Jamie Cow. We went, and Gooing Price wasn't like there. But one person whistled when he went for a double and the rest of the crowd pointed him out to security and said, get rid. Even though they didn't like Price, they're like, no, you don't do that. It's a sporting event where you might be watching the best players in the world perform. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's poor, but I don't think, yeah, he has bought some of it on himself. He just needs to look after himself and make sure that he's okay. And I don't think that'll be the last time we see him at the Ali Pally. I think that's just an overreaction. For yes. And he, and he just probably just needs to take a few days to have a think about, about everything and he'll come back stronger from this. Definitely. And if anyone out there is struggling with anything else, the DMs are open. Johnny's on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Messages personally if you've got us or you want to, you know. It's been a tough time of the year for people. December, January blues set in where people haven't got Christmas to look forward to. It's dark and gloomy. Let's hope the Vale winning and ninth and the table's enough cheer for keep us all going. But if anyone is struggling on a serious note, you know, we always say DMs are open. Please feel free to contact us. And Johnny, you're going to do Red January, which is going out boost you yeah i've well let me see let me see where i'm at today what's um, red january come on explain that to me it's technically it's run yeah. every day but it's be active every day be active oh, right, every okay. day in january yeah. and i did december with marco thon johnny and so for doing red january and anyone else that wants to join them i've had a couple of days off and i'll be back running tomorrow and for those that have got me on facebook you'll be glad to know i shan't be uploading runs every day now it's just I'll be doing it for me. Cool. I'm happy. No, I was happy to see how you're getting on. Yeah. Good. Made it every day. How have you gone on today, Johnny, with Red January? Yeah, four mile walks. Nice. Like, taking the little one out and took him to the park and been running after him. So, nice. so yeah, we've done, we've done four mile today. So, can't really complain. What's the mystery behind you, Johnny? Oh, she was. It's because I I've just taken him out today, and then he's he, he come home and he was like absolutely battered. He was just like proper mad arsing as he come back in because he was wanting to go to bed. And then you you hand him over, and then yeah, it's a good. It's a solid move. Yeah, good move. Good move. Right, I'm off watching Van Gerwen and Vanderberg and the other semi-final. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, get yourselves down Johnny's bar. He'll be back open on Wednesday. Have a beer in there. When you're doing Red January and you get yourself fit, get yourselves over to avtiming.com and sign up for a race. And me and Johnny plus others will be doing a race April, May time at 10K. Goodwin. I might do one before then. Goodwin. Goodwin's doing it. Yeah, Goodwin said agreed to it. There and we, we are live streaming this, are we? I, I presume, because I, I'll pay money for that. Well, well, we'll have to see how we can do that. <laughs> Maybe AV timing, who will be on the start and finish line, can do something for us. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but, uh, please, let's look into that. I think we'll people into. will want to see that. So, yeah. Okay, we should look into that. And get yourselves over to Andy's PBFC's taxes for any taxes that you need, airport runs, anything else. But until then, have an ale, up the veil, and we shall see you for a transfer special whenever we do. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? 
well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.